to everything nhl the hockey segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar hey what's up man so so uh this week we're gonna go uh over um some games we're gonna recap um i guess some games and then we're gonna go for some pickups and then we'll talk about some news around the league and then preview some more games and then uh, talk about the pool a little bit. All right, sounds good. Let's hop into it. All right, so I guess we can start with um, some games on March 31st, and we can start with the Leafs. Um, I know you're happy about this one. The Leafs were able to beat the Jets 3-1. Um, yeah, Austin 100%. Matthews, exactly. Austin Matthews and Zach Hyman got a goal in the first. Alexander Kerfoot, Josh Morrissey got a goal. In the second, um, so what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, yeah, um, I watched most of this game. Uh, the Leafs played really solid. Um, they just uh, started off really quick in the first period. I think uh, even they were saying that Zach Hyman had the same amount of shots as the entire Jets team did in the first period. So Leafs got off to a hot start, and then they pretty much didn't look back the rest of the game. Wow, that's a uh... Really good win from Toronto, so congratulations to them. Yeah, I mean, um, they stay uh, first place in the North Division, uh, three points now ahead of the the same Winnipeg Jets. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Toronto is definitely um, staking their claim at that top spot. Sounds good. And uh, moving on, we have another really big win. Congratulations to the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> they were able to end their losing streak at 18 losses. This is officially their first win since 18 losses. And the Philadelphia Flyers were on the receiving end of, I guess, all their pent-up frustration. <laughs> uh, the Sabres won 6-1. Sam Reinhardt and Curtis Lazar scored... Uh, two goals in the first, and Stephen Fogarty and Kaysen Middlestat scored two goals in the second, and Brandon Montour scored two goals by himself. Well, not by himself, but uh, in the third. And uh, Ivan Provorov scored one goal for Philly in the second period. And uh, what are your thoughts on Buffalo's win? Yeah, it's very impressive. Another thing that's impressive is for a defenseman to have two shorthanded goals in one period. That's something I don't think I've seen before. So uh, congrats to Brandon Montour and the Buffalo Sabres on their win. Um, yeah, they played a solid game. Um, as you know, Philly hasn't been the best this season. They really slipped uh, in the month of March. So I, I guess Philly's just pretty much happy that the month of March is done at this point. Yeah, and I guess for Buffalo, I mean, this has been a very frustrating season for them. Nothing has been going right. But this it, this is one thing that I guess they can be happy about. I may be like their season's done, but might as well just go out with a bang, try to get as many wins as you can and try to spoil some teams. Yeah, I mean, their goalie, Linus Olmark, is back from injury and surprisingly he has a winning record this year. I mean, I wouldn't advise fantasy managers to go pick him up, but then at the same time, 
Um, he has been decent uh, for Buffalo. He might still finish with more losses at the end of the year just because it is the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, but yeah, um, congrats to the Sabres once again. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, going on to another blowout victory, um, Colorado Avalanche, they really lived up to their name against the Coyotes. And uh, it was 9-3. to three. Um, three goals is normally a good score, but not against the Avalanche. Um, yeah, it was pretty much an avalanche of goals at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, just in the the first, there were a crazy amount of goals for Colorado. Um, Jonas Donskoy, Andre Burakovsky, Pierre Edward Belmer, and uh, that was Jonas just got three goals by himself, which is kind of crazy to think about. And uh, Lanskog got a goal in the second. Rantanen got a goal in the third. Lanskog got another goal in the third. And Burakovsky got another goal in the third. And for Arizona, Michael Bunting in the first. Uh, Oliver ekman Larson in the first. Connor Garland in the second. Um, what are your thoughts on the avalanche? I mean, to score five goals in a span of three minutes and 30 seconds is pretty much insane. I've never seen that in my entire life uh, watching hockey. This team just, they just blew the doors off of Arizona. They chased goalie Aiden Hill, like pretty much like five minutes into the first period, they chased him out of the net. So it was insane. Uh, Jonas Donskoy, like you said, he had a hat trick. Um, this whole team played really well. Um Definitely, there were some other things that happened in this game, fights and so on, uh, that we'll get into later. Uh, but yeah, just overall, the Avalanche just showed that they're a pretty dominant team this year. Especially their offense. I mean, we talked about them versus the Wild, and even the goalies on the Wild couldn't keep up with the Avalanche. So I guess we might see some more blowouts by Colorado. Um, basically, I know that they had trouble scoring at the beginning of the year. They were still getting wins, but I feel like that they've pretty much reached their full potential, and they're definitely going to be, I don't know, maybe even a Stanley Cup contender in my mind. Um, if they can get, like, the solid goaltending in the playoffs, like, I know Grubauer has been good this year, but if he can perform in the playoffs, this team definitely has a good chance of winning the Cup this year. It looks like it. I don't know how anybody's going to stop their offense. When you're pretty much getting close to 50 shots every game, like goalies don't even have a chance. And they're like quality shot attempts. It's not like they're just dumping the puck in from the outside. Like they're really getting like quality shots. Like why do you think all of these goals just started going in? Because they were getting good shots off. That's all I can see. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this is a, looks like a Stanley Cup contender right now. Um, yeah, they're really solid. And I think for Arizona, they had been playing well going into that game. So I feel like this is just a one-off. I don't think that this really defines Arizona as a team, but I think they are really missing their starting goalie, Darcy Kemper. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, three, again, three goals isn't a bad score. It's just that you are facing Colorado. So there's not a much, not a lot you can do. Yeah. I mean, like their offense hasn't been that bad. It's just their defense looked really shaky as well as their goaltending. So definitely if Kemper comes back from injury, they'll definitely have a decent shot at, at getting back into a playoff race. Yeah. And I guess speaking of playoff race, um, the Golden Knights uh, fell to the Los Angeles Kings. Um, 
the Kings were able to get four goals on the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights only had two. Andreas Athanasio and Lias Anderson got two goals in the first. Uh, Jarrett Anderson Dolan and Alex Yafalo got two goals in the second. And for the Golden Knights, William Carlson got a goal in the second and Shea Theodore got a goal in the third. Um, this is a very surprising upset for the Kings. And uh, do you think this kind of affects the Golden Knights or are they still solidly the best team in the West? Best team in the West? I don't know about that anymore considering how good Colorado has been. Second best team in the West? Yeah, definitely still. Um, they have uh, their second goalie, Robin Lehner, back from injuries. So they have two solid goalies in net. Um, and they have a pretty overall solid team. So I feel like that this game, uh, the Kings really came out and made a statement like they wanted to win. And their goalie, Calvin Peterson, made 40 saves. So I know Vegas usually applies a lot of pressure, and it looks like they were able to withstand all that pressure. I mean, it's a good sign when you can withstand a pressure from a team like Vegas. So uh, what do you think of uh, Los Angeles going forward? I mean, they do have a chance of getting into the playoffs, but I feel like once St. Louis gets all their injured players back, I feel like that they'll solidify that fourth spot. So I think it's going to be hard for teams like Arizona and LA and San Jose to try and get into that fourth spot in the West. I feel like that once St. Louis is healthy, they'll lock it up. Yeah. So I guess this is pretty much um, their opportunity to try to get as many wins as they can to kind of weather that storm. Oh yeah, for sure. Most definitely. And I guess talking about um, another team in the West, uh, the San Jose Sharks were able to beat the Minnesota Wild 4-2. Um, Rudolph uh, Balser and Ryan Donato got two goals in the second. Nikolai uh, Nisov got a goal in the third. And Evander Kane got a goal in the, in the third. Um, for the... Minnesota Wild, Kiro Kaprizov got a goal in the third. And uh, Matt Zuccarello got a goal in the third as well. And uh, what do you think of San Jose? I mean, this was very surprising to me. I know they won the previous game in a shootout. I thought Minnesota would come and bounce back in this game and sort of turn things around. But it looks like the Sharks have been playing really well. Uh, goalie Martin Jones, really solid back-to-back -back wins. Uh, against uh, Minnesota. Um, once it got to a shootout, I had a feeling the Sharks were going to win just because of Martin Jones being so good in the shootout. But in this game, they didn't even need shootout. They, they won it in regulation. And I guess the Sharks are really trying to make a run there in the Western uh, Division. Well, like you said, it's going to be um, a tall order considering St. Louis is going to get their players back soon. And Los Angeles is gunning for that. A lot of teams are gunning for that fourth spot. So I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's definitely going to be a, a tight race uh, down the wire. Um, but yeah, like I said, I really see St. Louis taking it. Some people might disagree with me, but that's the point of hockey. It's definitely exciting to see down the stretch who takes the spot. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, some games that happened um, in April 1st, uh, the Calgary Flames versus the Vancouver Canucks game was postponed uh, due to COVID protocol. So I guess we can kind of um, move on to 
I guess, um, some next games. And I guess we could talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Boston Bruins. Um, another dominant game by Pittsburgh. Uh, they were able to beat Boston 4-1. Uh, Zach Aston Reese and Mike Matheson got two goals in the second. Uh, Marshan got a goal for Boston in the third. Uh, Jason Zucker got a goal for, Pist- for Pittsburgh in the third. And Jake Gunsel got a goal for Pittsburgh in the fourth third so um what are your thoughts on pittsburgh right now yeah they've just been one of the hottest teams in hockey this season uh, as of late and boston has not been uh hot um i know pittsburgh they've won five games in a row um they're really trying to make a statement there in the east division um the top three teams in that east division are all tied at 50 points um, and they're nine points ahead of Boston. So honestly, that division can go either way. The Capitals, the Islanders, or the Penguins could actually take it. So I guess um, I guess the Bruins, I don't think they've missed a playoff in a really long time. So uh, hopefully they can kind of keep up that performance. Honestly, uh, they might be able to make the playoffs just because of how bad Philly's been playing. Uh, the Rangers would probably be the only threat to the them making that fourth spot as New Jersey and Buffalo also aren't very good this year. So, um, yeah, or, or else I, I think it's either going to be Boston or the Rangers. Yeah, so at least for Boston, their, their playoff hopes are still uh, well within possibility. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, we can move on to our next game uh, the new york rangers versus the buffalo sabers uh very unfortunate for buffalo um they played pretty well but they just weren't able to clutch the game out um the rangers were able to get a goal in overtime to take the game um for buffalo rasmus asplund in the first uh tage thompson in the third and uh for the New York Rangers, Colin Blackwell, fourth in the second, Philip Chidel in the third, and uh, Mika Zabenajad was able to clutch the game out for the New York Rangers in overtime to take a game over the Buffalo Sabres. So um, very disappointing game for Buffalo. So um, uh, what do you think that they can do to try to spoil some teams? I mean, it's good that they're getting points every night since that win. I mean, um I mean, it's not like they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, apparently, there's like a 2% chance that they'll make the playoffs. So it's kind of low. But at the same time, they want to look respectable. They want to put up a fight every night from now on. So I think definitely with Olmark and goal, uh, that's something they can do. I know Olmark didn't play in this game. I was uh, third goalie to Dustin Tokarski. But um, yeah, they put up a fight and they really challenged the Rangers. But good win for New York overall. Yeah, for sure. And I guess for uh, New York, uh, where do you see them going forward? Um, like I said, definitely competing for that spot with Boston. Um, it's definitely going to be a challenge, but I think it's a challenge that it's going to be really fun watching for sure. Yeah, I think it's been uh, a really nice seeing other New York Rangers kind of step up their game this season. Yeah, they definitely turned things around and I really like uh, the direction they're headed. 
For sure. And uh, speaking of another New York team, um, the Islanders uh, had a very dominant performance against the Washington Capitals. They were able to win 8-4. Very high-scoring game. I never thought I would see something like like this before this season started, but now we keep seeing games like this. Mm -hmm. So I guess in the first period for um, the New York Islanders, uh, Jordan, Iberla, Matthew Barzal, and Brock Nelson all scored goals in the first. Uh, Matthew Barzal had two goals in the first. And then in the second, Jordan Iberla scored for New York again. And Casey uh, Chizikis scored Cizikis, for... I think. Cizikis. I think you say Cizikis, yeah. Okay. Casey Cizikis scored for New York in the second as well. And in the third, Josh Bailey scored a goal. And then Matthew Barzel again in the third. More hat tricks. <laughs> yeah, again. And for Washington, John Carlson scored in the first. Daniel Sprung scored in the first. Uh, TJ Oshie and John Carlson again in the second. And no goals for Washington in the third. And uh, what do you think of uh, the Islanders' performance? Yeah, I mean, winning a game eight to four, that's big. And Washington was alone in first in that East division. But now after this loss, Washington's now tied with the New York Islanders and with the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, as we mentioned. So, yeah, this division's getting down to the wire as we approach the end of the season. Good win for the Islanders, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Capitals, they were looking for that first seed. Uh, normally, you want the best seed that you can get in the playoffs, but it looks like it's a three-way race. Honestly, um, I feel like that uh, Washington's going to meet Pittsburgh again somehow in the playoffs, like they always do, the whole Crosby and Ovechkin thing. Um, it's pretty much inevitable at this point. So no matter where they finish, whether they face in the first or the second round, I think that might happen. But definitely the Islanders are going to say, oh, we have something to say about that. So uh, definitely those three teams are really strong right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Islanders, they're not they're not underdogs, but like this is, again, like the you don't normally expect the New York Islanders to make this big of a splash. So it would be nice to see how far that they can take this. I mean, going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year was not too shabby, but at the same time, that was the first playoff run they've had in like pretty much almost 30 years. So um, yeah, um, they definitely want to pretty much capitalize and sort of uh, move forward. Uh, use that as sort of a stepping stone to greater things. Yeah, for sure. You don't want to make it to the East Finals and then you uh, go down in the second round. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely trying to build on things. And uh, yeah, um, I guess speaking of building on things, uh, Tampa Bay, they've just been solid. Um, they won uh, their game uh, on Thursday night, 3-2 uh, to two over Columbus. Um I'll let you get to the scoring in a sec, but um, yeah, Tampa Bay, they were the team that beat the Islanders. That's what I want to transition into this. And uh, yeah, they, uh, I know everyone was like, oh, they lost to Columbus last game. But then again, they played their backup goalie. Vasilevsky was in net for this game. And in my mind, this game was never in doubt. Um, Tampa Bay is just that good of a team this year. For sure. And uh, I guess for scoring, Braden Point scored 
in the first for uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, Ross Carlton and Braden Point again uh, for Tampa Bay in the third. And for Columbus, Zach Wierenski in the second. Eric Robinson in the third. And um, I mean, Tampa Bay, they are still Stanley Cup contenders. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, they're pretty much the front runner. Um, I know Colorado has been playing very well, but Tampa Bay, they are defending champs. So uh, we got to give them the respect they deserve. Yeah. I mean, you never underestimate the, you don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion, right? Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to Detroit versus the Florida Panthers, uh, Florida was able to um, clutch this game out in overtime. They beat Detroit by one goal, uh, 3-2. Adam Earn was able to score a goal for Detroit in the first, and Anthony Mantha scored a goal in the third. And uh, for Florida, Noel Achiari scored goal in the first for Florida and Frank Vetrano scored a goal in the third and Alex Swenberg was able to clutch the game out for Florida in, in overtime and um, I guess what are your thoughts on Florida? Yeah um, Florida pretty much just know how to beat Detroit at this point um, and I'm surprised Florida has won four games in a row with Alex Barkov being out with Aaron Ekblad being out, they've just had the injuries pile up and they've still kept winning. Uh, there's something different about this Florida team this year. And I think that they might actually have a chance to do something in the playoffs, even with these injuries. It's kind of surprising that even uh, with their these injuries, they've kind of shown, I guess how, this is kind of like showing how deep Florida is. They don't necessarily need their best uh, players in all the time to kind of carry the team. Even if some guys are out, um, the rest of the players can kind of step up. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess speaking of stepping up, we can uh, move on to Montreal versus Ottawa. Um, they really stepped up this game with very dominant performance. They were able to beat Ottawa 4-1. Um, for Montreal, Philip uh, Donal in the first, uh, Paul Byron in the second, Corey Perry and Brandon Gallagher in the third. And for Ottawa, Conan Brown was the only goal scorer for Ottawa. So I guess, what are your thoughts on uh, this win by Montreal? Yeah, this COVID break has really helped Montreal sort of get back to that team, the team that they were early in the season that was very dominant. And I think that Montreal should be able to get that fourth playoff spot in the North. They're playing really well. Yeah, they really uh, took a slip. They were second in the North at the beginning of the season, but uh, they should be able to make the playoffs still at least. And if they're in that fourth spot, it looks like we'll see Toronto versus Montreal in the first round. Definitely something that's very exciting for Canadian hockey fans. Yeah, it's a really big rivalry up here in the North. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much Toronto and Montreal have been around forever. Uh, they were the first two Canadian teams in the league. So that's definitely one of the main reasons why they have such a big rivalry. For sure. And I guess for um, Ottawa, do you think that they'll be able to go on another run and spoil some more teams? Um, pretty much they've owned Calgary this year. Uh, they, they just know how to beat them. And they were beating Montreal earlier in the year, but now Montreal seems to be able to 
know how to beat Ottawa. So we'll see. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, very close game. Uh, Carolina was able to clutch this game out in the third to win the game uh, 4-3. For Carolina, um, in the first, we had Vincent Atrocek in and in the second, we had Warren Fiegel uh, and Dominic Kubelik in the second. And in the third, we had, uh, let's see, we had Warren Fiegel again, and uh, we had Jesper Fast. And for Chicago, we had, oh, whoops, I misspoke. So we had Dom, Dominic Kubelik for Chicago. For Chicago, in yeah. Second, yeah. And uh, Brandon Hagel in the third and Dylan Strom in the third. So what do you think of um, Carolina so far? Um, pretty much Carolina. They're the second best team in this division. Um, Chicago's really um, fallen out a little bit because I know they had the fourth spot pretty secure, but Nashville's sort of taking it over. And Chicago really needed this win uh, tonight. I know we'll get to Nashville's game in a sec. But yeah, they weren't able to to get this victory, so well, it's going to be really tough for Chicago to make the playoffs now. And what do you think they need to do going forward? Um, I think just going forward, they need to sort of get that momentum back that they had earlier in the year when they were playing really well. For sure. And speaking of playing really well, um, the Dallas Stars beat the Nashville Predators four one. Um, I guess uh, Issa Lindell scored in the first. Uh, Jason Robertson scored in the second. Jamie Ben and uh, Miro Heiskin scored in the third. And only Colton Sissons was able to score for Nashville. So um, I guess if uh, Nashville slips a little bit, this will be a good opportunity for Chicago to take that fourth spot. Yeah, well, it's going to be tough because this game snapped Nashville's six-game winning streak. They've just pretty much been on fire for uh, most of the mo- most of this these past couple of weeks um yeah this was pretty much must win for Dallas to sort of to sort of stay in the running as well um Dallas is pretty close so um yeah there's like about three teams there fighting for that spot between Nashville Dallas and Chicago and Nashville was a really uh, a team that Dallas needed to beat if they wanted to sort of catch up yeah and I guess uh, for Dallas, they've had a rough season, probably one of the roughest seasons out of um, any team in this league, but they've uh, done a really good job just hanging in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, it has been tough, and we'll see if they can kind of go on a run and make things interesting. Yeah, for sure. It'd be nice to see uh, Dallas in the playoffs again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Once they get into the playoffs, uh, we already know there'll be a, a tough out um, in any series. For sure. And I guess that's pretty much it for the recaps um, for this week. So I guess we can move on to some pickups. I think there's one game still going on as we're recording. Uh, Vegas and Minnesota are tied uh, at the end of the second period. So um, we won't recap that game, but that's just a score update um, for while we're recording. But yeah, that game is still going on. So yeah, let's just get into the pickups. Sure. And uh, I guess for forwards, um, who are some guys that uh, you think people should pick up? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Let's get into some forwards. We just talked about Dallas. So I'll go right into rookie Jason Robertson. I believe I talked to him. I talked about him last week. Um, he's now over 25% rostered in Yahoo leagues added over 10% in the last week. Jump on this guy. He's pretty much been on fire. Um, I'd say in his past like eight or nine games, he's pretty much had close to a point a game. He might've even had more than a point per game. Like he's been so solid. Um, he's averaging around three shots a game. Um, he'll throw the occasional hit. He'll get some power play points. Um, his plus minus has been uh, uh, just a little bit in the plus. So he hasn't been too bad. And he's pretty much getting 20 minutes of ice time every night. So for a forward, that's really solid. So definitely Jason Robertson's a must add. Um, another player I have here um, is Craig Smith for the Boston Bruins. Um, he's only uh, around 5% rostered. So he's pretty much a deep league pickup at this point. And I know Boston struggled, but he hasn't struggled. He averages around two to three shots a game. He averages one hit a game. And he's pretty much had a point per game in his last uh, four or five games. So he's been really solid uh, since coming back uh, from the COVID protocol. Um, and yeah, he, I believe he plays on the second line with uh, guys like Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci. So he is getting ice time. Uh, so if you're in a deep league and you need a winger, he might be someone that you can look at. Um, my next pickup is Brandon Tanev. He's around 40% uh, rostered in Yahoo leagues. He just came back from an injury. Um, and he's been really solid. Uh, the first game back from an injury, obviously he had a point and he had five hits and plus one. So really solid. Um, before he got injured um, in his in his four games, uh, he had three points. Um, he was plus two. He had an average of five hits a game. So really solid. And he had at least a shot in every game. So definitely Brandon Tanev, a must add uh, in standard or deep leagues. Um, and then one more forward I have, Victor Arvidsson from Nashville. Like we mentioned, Nashville's hot. So you want to capitalize on the, the heat of this team and pick up some of their players. He can play both wing positions. He's around 35% rostered in Yahoo leagues, added around 5% in the last week. So people are jumping on this guy. Um, he's been plus three in his past five games total. He's had uh, five shots on goal twice and, and at least one or two in every game. He has at least one hit per game and he's just been really solid. Uh, so Victor Arvidsson is definitely a must add. And then I'll get to you for some forwards. Yeah, for sure. I've got a few guys that I think people should look at. Uh, first, I'll talk about Phil Kessel. Um, he's about 38% rostered right now, uh, plus 10% for the last day. And uh, for this season, he has 14 goals, 12 assists, 68 shots. He is uh, minus eight, but um, if you have a lot of guys that are plus minus, they should be able to offset that. Um, he can get uh, multiple categories for you. He gets a lot of shots. Um, he gets some goals. He even gets power play points as well. And he does um, get some assists. He gets plenty of ice time, so you don't have to worry about him. Uh, being on the bench too much. So if you're in a shallow league, you should definitely take a look at him. And I guess we can talk about Jarrett McCann, second for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, for the season, he has eight goals, eight assists, 46 shots, and he's plus 13. So that's very good, especially if you uh, need a guy who gets a really good plus minus, as he is on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um. Like I said, he can get a lot of uh, goals and assists. He's really valuable in plus minus, gets a lot of shots. 
Um, he's 19% rostered. So if you're in a deep league, he is a player that you should definitely take a look at, especially considering he's eligible for both center and left wing. And I guess moving on to uh, Jonas Donskoy for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, he has had a really big uptick in terms of ownership. He's 48% rostered right now, plus 28% for the last day. Um, for the season, he has 15 goals, eight, uh, 13 assists, 14 plus minus, and uh, 50 shots on goal. For the Arizona game, he had three goals, and he had, had one power play point, six shots, one assist, and he was plus three. So um, very dominant performance by Donskoy. He's eligible for both left wing and right wing. And the Colorado Avalanche, um, they're a crazy team right now with a very high-powered offense. So if you're in a shallow league, you should definitely um, pick him up before he's uh, over 50% owned and he's no longer available in most um, waivers. And I guess the last guy that I have is uh, Eli Tolvanen. Uh, for the season, he has nine goals, nine assists, 44 shots. He is minus three, so... Uh, it's not the uh, worst, especially if you have a lot of guys who are plus minus. Um, for the Dallas game, he had two shots in goal and two hits. But for the other Dallas game, he had one in every category. So he's another player that can get multiple categories for you. Um, so if you're in a shallow league, uh, you should definitely take a look at him, especially as he is eligible for left wing and right wing and so those are all our forwards so i guess moving on to defense what are some uh pickups that you would recommend for people yeah so for defense pickups i'm going to talk about radko gudas again because people are not picking up this guy he's still only around 40 percent rostered in yahoo leagues this guy needs to be 50 plus so let's do hashtag gudas 50 get this guy up he's our new 50 uh, percent guy for hockey this guy just does not stop getting hits in his uh, game uh, on Thursday against Detroit this guy had seven hits you can you need to stop sleeping on this guy if you play in a league that counts hits you gotta pick him up um, he's just been so solid he has at least a shot in pretty much every game sometimes he'll have two or more shots per game so if you need shots you need hits from defense add this guy up Hashtag Gudis50. And then uh, here I have Nick Letty. Uh, he's close to 50% rostered uh, from the New York Islanders. Uh, he's just been really solid overall uh, this season. One goal, 24 assists, plus two, nine power play points, 47 shots, and 31 hits. So this guy chips in in every category. He's pretty much a must-add for the defense position. Uh, and then just one more I have here. I mentioned last week, Ty Smith, rookie for the New Jersey Devils. He's around 20% roster in Yahoo League, so maybe more of a deep league pickup. Um, he's definitely been pretty solid. Um, he he pretty much, uh, I'd say in his past six games, he's pretty much had like five points. Um, he's pretty much been like plus three or four. Um, he's had a power play point here or there, usually at least one shot per game, and he'll throw in a hit here or there. So definitely he'll chip in for you where you need it. So he's pretty much a must add for deep leagues and definitely in shallow leagues if you have an injured defenseman you can take a look at him so those are my defense picks for sure and like we say gudas on the label puts wins on the table that's it man hashtag gudas 50
Gudas 50. And I guess I've got a couple of guys that I think people should also take a look at. Um, for example, Ryan Graves, um, he's had 11 assists, uh, 70 shots, and he's plus 11 for the season. Um, he gets a lot of hits. He gets a lot of shots, um, gets a good amount of assists. He gets a lot of ice time. And he is on Colorado, so you don't have to worry about plus minus. So if you need somebody who can get plus minus consistently for you, uh, this is a defenseman that you can count on. He's about 35% rostered right now, so he's more of a shallow league pick, but uh, definitely pick him up. And I guess moving on to Justin Hall for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, for the season, he has two goals, 12 assists, 31 shots, plus seven. Um, he can get a lot of hits for you, a lot of shots, a lot of assists. Um, he is on Toronto, so his plus minus is going to be really good. He gets a lot of ice time. His game against Winnipeg, he had 25 minutes, so that's very good. And um, he is 8% rostered, so if you're in a deep league, you should definitely take a look at Justin Hall. And I guess my last guy would be Mario Ferrero. Uh, for the season, he has one goal, 12 assists, 45 shots. He is minus six because he is on San Jose, but um, he does get a lot of hits, um, a lot of shots. He's a really good defenseman, even uh, with his uh, plus minus. So if you're in a deep league and you see him, you should definitely take a look at him. And... Uh, those are some guys I have for defense. And I guess we can move on to goalie. Um, pretty thin this week, but who are some guys you think you should take a look at? Yeah, just before I mention my goalie, I wanted to say that we are going to be posting all of our pickups on our Twitter and Instagram. So definitely go check us out at Fan Fan Podcast. Uh, if you need the list of the pickups for both basketball and hockey, and then when football starts, we'll definitely have those on the Twitter and on the Instagram, uh, whether it's the same day of the podcast or the day after. So definitely go check that out. Uh, for goalies, uh, I have Chris Dreiser from Florida. Um, he does play the backup role, but usually when he does play, he pretty much wins almost every game. Um, and he's been allowing uh, two goals or less in his last two starts, but most starts um, this season. His rank is 67. He's really solid. He's close to 50% rostered. So definitely take a look at him. His season stats, he's got nine wins. Uh, he's got a goals against average of 2.19 and a save percentage of 0.927. So really solid stats. Um, so yeah, he'll definitely contribute in almost every category for you. So I had Chris Dreger. For sure. And for me, I have uh, Martin Jones for San Jose again. Um, he's has 12 wins for the season, which is really good considering he, that he's on San Jose. His goal gives average is 3.23 and his save percent is 89.8%. So, uh, very decent against Minnesota. They were actually able to get the win two times and, um, his save percent was really good. His goal against average was, uh, really good in those two games. So, uh, if they keep starting Martin Jones, uh, definitely take a look at him. And uh, those are all the guys that we have for pickups this week. So I guess we can uh, move on to some news around the league. 
And I guess we can kind of talk a little bit about um, Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon both uh, getting some heavy fines. Nathan McKinnon was fined uh, 5000 for throwing the Garland's helmet at him. <laughs> so basically pulling a Miles Garrett in the NHL, hitting someone <laughs> with their own helmet. <laughs> and uh, Nathan McKinnon also got a $5,000 fine. It was, this was U.S. dollars as well. So um, this is uh, pretty steep for Connor McDavid as he is playing in Edmonton. And um, he apparently elbowed um, Jesperi Kotkanimi. So again, a very heavy fine for, for doing that. I mean, obviously, we don't want dirty hits like this in the game. But at the same time, like we said last week, the refs, um, they haven't been um, seeing everything. They don't necessarily protect their players properly, especially their star players um, this season. And uh, again, uh, violence is generally looked down upon, but the players do, for um, some reason, they do see it kind of as a necessary evil in the league as long as uh, refs are, I guess they're not, as long as refs aren't seeing everything, um, players still feel like they have to kind of protect themselves. So I guess I was just wondering about your thoughts on this. Yeah, um, it really looks like that uh, both fines were deserved. Um, I mean, uh, probably both of those actions were done out of frustration and then obviously we've talked about talked about this before on um, how uh, fighting is crucial to the game or else um, if they try and take fighting out of the game, a lot more of these cheap shots will happen and there won't be any repercussions for them. So um, this also generates uh, another discussion about uh, star players having to defend themselves. Uh, these are two of the top players in the league um, that receive these fines for these incidents. Um, if there were um, players on the team sort of looking out for these players. Um, chances are that they would have stayed out of all of these uh, fights and other players would have taken that role. So, um, yeah, those are some interesting discussions. But, um, yeah, um, I guess overall um, these two players received their fines and uh, hopefully um, they'll be a lot cleaner in the, in the coming games. Yeah, for sure. It would be a shame to, like, see them get suspended just because they got frustrated. I know people give um, these guys a lot of cheap shots as well because they are really good players. But at the same time, um, if you keep doing cheap shots yourself, what's going to happen is the refs are going to see you do it. They're, they not might not necessarily see the other guy. So you're the one who's going to get burned for it. So exactly. it's very frustrating to get cheap shotted, especially you're a star player. You're really good. Um, they don't know how to defend you. So they're going to give you lots of cheap shots. But um, try to keep your head cool as much as you can and um, hopefully the refs call things as they see it yeah I totally agree with what you're saying um, we talked about the refereeing last week uh, so hopefully the refs can definitely set a standard be consistent and then hopefully uh, these star players will have other players on their team that are willing to sort of stand up and defend them and to sort of drop the gloves if it's necessary if a cheap shot is taken on one of the members one of the star members of their team definitely stand in and stand up for your teammates. Yeah, for sure. This was kind of like, this was a standard thing, especially um, back in the old school days of the NHL. There were a lot of enforcers that if they saw someone getting um, cheap shotted, 
um, you could expect a fight to happen like right then and there. The enforcer, if especially once they see that, they're gonna they're not gonna let that um, fly. So, um, this might be kind of uh, it might see like kind of like a small resurgence. It's not gonna be back like how it was back then, but um, there might be more um, enforcers. I guess going forward, at least for like maybe a couple of seasons until. I guess there's another crackdown or something. Yeah, I really hope that the league ju- does keep the game open to fighting because it definitely does crack down on all the cheap shots. Um, definitely when you eliminate fighting, uh, a lot more of these cheap shots happen. So, um, yeah, good on the league for finding these two players and hopefully um, some other guys will stand up for them in the future. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when if we want kind of like a clean skill-based NHL, there's going to be a lot to it's gonna it's gonna take a lot for that to happen but i think it is doable yeah for sure i can agree yeah and i guess uh we can move on to some just some general talk um i guess what are your thoughts um we can start i guess with the central division um what are your thoughts on the central division yeah just looking at the central division right now um, this is pretty much Tampa Bay's division to lose. They're playing really solid. I know Florida has caught up to them with their four wins in a row, both tied at 52 points. Then you got Carolina there with 51. And then we, we were talking about that um, fourth spot. You actually have Nashville, Chicago, Columbus, and Dallas all in uh, this uh, sort of uh, area now where they can sort of um, try and take the spot. I know Dallas has played a few less games, so they definitely have a good chance of catching up. But yeah, um, it's definitely going to be really close. And then as for Detroit, uh, we know that they're in last place and they're definitely going to try and play spoiler in the coming weeks. Yeah, for sure. And uh, this is probably the division that's, I guess, in terms of the fourth spot, um, almost anyone can make it. Yeah, I definitely think so. Pretty much everyone except for Detroit. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess moving on to the West. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, Anaheim also, there's probably spoiled time for them, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this division is pretty much shaped up in the same way as the central, the top three teams are pretty solid with Colorado, Vegas, and Minnesota. And then you got St. Louis, Arizona, LA, and San Jose battling for that fourth spot. So, um, it's looking pretty much the same as the central, that fourth spot is sort of the target spot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you think that St. Louis will be able to kind of hold on to the flow spot? I think if they get their injured player, players back, then they can. But if not, I, I could actually see it slipping away from St. Louis. Yeah, for sure. Who do you think would be most likely kind of um, catching up and giving St. Louis a big scare? Okay, so before that game against the Avalanche, the Arizona Coyotes were playing really well. So I, if they can definitely improve on their play, I could definitely see them getting in because they were a playoff team last year. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the East, um, what are your thoughts on the East? Yeah, we talked about the three teams tied there with 50 points in first place. We have Washington, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh. And then in that fourth spot, we have Boston. And then Philadelphia is there in fifth. And then the Rangers are in sixth. Uh, both teams are pretty close to Boston. Then you have New Jersey and Buffalo there at the bottom. So definitely, if we're talking that division, I personally think the Rangers have the best chance at catching Boston. 
But if Philadelphia can turn it around, they definitely have a chance as they're not too far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's been uh, looking very competitive, uh, even for the East, which is surprising. Yeah, um, I knew this division was going to be pretty competitive. Um, but yeah, it looks like it might come down to the wire for that fourth spot. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the North, um, what are your thoughts on the North? I think the four teams are pretty much set in stone at this point with Montreal really cementing themselves as that fourth team. Uh, you got Toronto in first, 49 points, Winnipeg in second, 46 points, Edmonton in third, 45, and Montreal in fourth with 41. Um, Calgary and Vancouver uh, both have 35 points, but they've played four more games than Montreal. So Montreal definitely has games in hand to pretty much pat their lead uh, on that fourth spot. And then, of course, Ottawa's there in last place trying to play spoilers. So, yeah, I think those top four teams are set. It just depends on the actual order. But in terms of the four teams that will make the playoffs, it'll be those four in my mind. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the bottom three teams... um... I know Calgary and Vancouver, they're going to do their best, but it's going to be a really tall order. Um, For Ottawa, it's just spoiler time. Yeah, pretty much. All right. And I guess uh, that is it for the uh, general talk. So we'll move on to some previews. And I guess we can start with the Washington Capitals versus the New Jersey Devils. Um, I guess we can expect a dominant performance from Washington. Yeah, they're probably upset with how this Islanders game went down. I could definitely see a bounce back for them. Uh, we don't have the odds yet, um, but I just see Washington winning this game. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the Leafs versus the Jets, um, do you think the Jets will be able to turn it up against the Leafs? Uh, this game could go either way, actually. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just looking at it. Um, it's going to be very tough um, for uh, the Leafs to beat this Jets team back-to-back. Um, I know it is possible, but Winnipeg, they they have been playing good before that first game uh, against uh, Toronto. So um, for the Leafs to beat them twice, um, it, it is going to be tough. Who I like in this game, I'm going to be cheering for Toronto, but in terms of who I think is going to win, um, it's going to just depend on, I guess, who's starting in net for both teams. Um, and I guess uh, I'm pretty much split down the middle in this game. Um, you could go either way on this. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, moving on to another game that could possibly go either way. Um, Alberta's having another battle. Mm-hmm. I've kind of lost count to which battle of Alberta this is. It might be like round four or five or something. Um, who do you think takes this? Oh, Edmonton's been the better team, and they're at home. I, I think they take this. For sure. And I guess moving on to St. Louis Blues versus the Colorado Avalanche. Um, very tall order for the Blues. Um, a lot of their best players are injured. Colorado's been hot. They have a very high-powered offense. Um, they're goalie's worst nightmare this season. Um, do you think St. Louis has a chance at all? They have a chance, but I don't think they're going to win. I think Colorado is going to win this. For sure. And moving on to Arizona Coyotes versus the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I guess we can expect Arizona to uh, play pretty dominantly this game. 
Yeah, the, you just spoke my mind. This is going to be a bounce-back game for Arizona. They got blown last game. They're, it's not going to happen again. They should win this game. For sure. And uh, moving on to San Jose versus the LA Kings, um, a must-win game for both teams, but who do you think will actually take the win? Um, I think the Sharks have been pretty hot lately, so I might lean with them, but the Kings have also been good. This game could go either way, but I guess – um, I might lean with the Sharks just because like, I've been fading them, but they've been winning, so I'm not going to fade them. I think, I think we can take the Sharks here. Sounds good. Looks like the Sharks have found their footing. Yeah, let's see if they can definitely uh, gain some ground on St. Louis. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, that will be good for the uh, preview portion of the podcast. So I guess we can kind of move on to the pools and um, how's everyone doing? Oh yeah. Just taking a look at the pool. I've now fallen 12 points behind um, our injury expert, Victoria. Um, She is in first place as we speak. So we might end up doing some sort of either injury analysis, playoff bracket um, type thing with her. Um, We'll definitely have to iron out the details as she is very busy. Uh, she has a Toronto Argonauts internship coming up. She has some other uh, big things going on uh, in terms of school and work. So we definitely will have to work something out if she does win this. Uh, I'm hoping that my injured players come back and I'm able to sort of um, win, uh, like come back and win it. But um, it is going to be tough as her team is playing really well. Yeah, for sure. We could probably ask her for some tips on, I guess, injury picks and what to expect for them. I guess she was able to sort of, um, I guess, weather the storm of injuries being the injury expert and all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's her specialty, so that you would expect that from her. Yeah, I'll give her credit for that, for sure. Yeah, and I guess uh, that about wraps it up for this week of the Everything NHL Hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. Um if you're on YouTube, uh, definitely subscribe, hit the bell so you can see us every week. Um, we're on uh, Twitter, so if you want some pickups, you want to see who's um, going to win, you should definitely follow us there. Um, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, we're on Apple Music, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify. So if you want to listen to something while you drive, while you work, um, so def- definitely uh, follow us and you'll be able to keep up um, with your pickups every week and um, tune in next week for, I guess, uh, some more recaps, some more pickups, uh, more general talk, some more previews. And don't forget to um, add Radko Gudis to your um, team. Hashtag Gudis50. Gudis50. And if you have Twitter, put hashtag Gudis50 on your Twitter. Yeah, tweet us back, hashtag Gudis50. <laughs> All right, that about wraps it up for this week.